Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Hey, Can I Pitch You Something podcast. This is, again, the the, the script counseling program for Hey, Can I Pitch You Something. Like I try to say in every episode, I am not promising people I will get their script made or show it to my representation. What I can promise is I will help you turn your story into an actual script. And we've got Danny and Michael back on today. Um, so let's talk about the Spider-Man trailer really quick before we get into your guys' stuff. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Now, I've got a funny Spider-Man story. Um, when I was in my 20s and late 20s and had hair, I kind of looked like Tobey Maguire. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so my little nephew, my cousin's kid, we were watching Spider-Man at his house. He looked at the screen, looked at me, looked at the screen, then looked at me and goes, you look like Spider-Man. And another time when the movie first, first came out, I was on, I was eating a hot dog on Hollywood Boulevard. And a truck, a car stops. It looked like they were tourists. They snap a picture and start yelling, I got them, boys. I got them. I got them. <laughs> so wow. my thought- they, they thought they got Toby Maguire eating a hot dog on Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. They probably was- still have that picture somewhere. That's <laughs> I I wish that was so funny. So I love the first Spider-Man movie. I know a lot of people think the second one is better. I don't think that at all. The third one, we can all agree, is a mistake. 100%. Completely. I liked the second one because I was a little tired of the Mary Jane's character being such a bitch, if you excuse my French. And in the second one, he kind of stood up to her a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, I, I liked it that he wasn't so much of a wimp in the, in the second movie, you know. But that's the only reason why I liked the second one, because I really liked the character. I really liked the way Tobey Maguire played him. But to me, he was just too much of a wimp. Yeah. You know, and I think the Mary Jane broad, she was kind of really bitchy to him. She was in a lot of ways, yeah. You know, she knew he liked her, uh, but yet she went out with his best friend, uh, you know, and then then she was like engaged to another man, either in the second one or the third one. It was like, what? The third one. No, I think it was, was it the third one? The second yeah, one, the second one. Was it yeah, at, the the end, uh, at the end of the second one, she runs off and they get there together. So, uh, the first one, the first one, I when I think about the first one, I just kind of think it was a excellent origin story about Toby about being Spider Man, but I also do prefer the second one just because wow. it's about what it means to be a hero. Which is maybe what Spider-Man's Tobey Maguire was kind of wrestling with, uh, you know, during the, uh, you know, that was his thing. What does it mean to be a hero? 
what yeah. does these words, what great power comes great responsibility, which means he has to give up the things that he truly wants in life. He doesn't want to be a hero, really. He, but these powers are thrust on him and now he has to, you know, become, you know, take on this responsibility, even though in reality, it's not really what he wanted in life. He wanted to be a college student studying science and going out yeah. with Mary Jane. So I guess that's why I love the second movie so much. And Doc Ock was just a great, great villain. Uh, maybe even, I will say, I maybe prefer him over um, um, William Defoe, the Goblin, yeah. See, my only problem with Doc Ock was he was stealing money to get the parts that he needed. Yeah, when you've got, you know, I I would go some. Hey, listen, you've got robot arms. You can just steal the stuff you need. You don't need money anymore. When you got six robot arms. Now, the third one, my birthday's May fourth, so all the big summer blockbusters usually come out my birthday weekend. Oh wow! Uh, May the uh, fourth. Yeah, and also Star Wars Day. So Spider-Man 3 destroyed my birthday. I was depressed after that movie. Like, a bunch of my friends from film school and a bunch of my friends from church went. So I had my, you know, snotty, nose-up-in-the-air film school friends with me and my friends from church that just liked movies. And it was just uncomfortable. I liked the end, the first Andrew Garfield one. I think he was a better Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire, more true to the comic wisecracking one. Yeah, right. but I thought a better teenager. You know, I thought he was he played the part younger uh, than Tobey Maguire to me a little bit. Um, but I thought Toby was a better Spider-Man, but I thought the other guy was a better Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Wow. Now, I got to say, though, the new kid, what's his name again? Tom Holland. Tom yeah. Holland, I think, is the second best because he's a really good Peter Parker and well, a good Spider-Man. Yeah, he's got both of it knocked out of the park. He's got that young look. You know, where he fits, you know, the part of Peter Parker and he's got the wisecracking and he's got that down. So I think he's a perfect Spider-Man. Did any of you guys play the uh, video game for PlayStation? No, neither. It's really, it's a really good um, Peter Parker. It's like three years into him being Spider-Man. So, and it's not connected to, like, any of the Marvel Universe that much. Like, he's just meeting people. Like, he, the the Avengers exist. He's just not in it. Like, the Fantastic Four, they're in it, but he doesn't know them. Black Cat is just starting to show up. Oh, really? Interesting. It's kind of like its own thing. It has nothing yeah, to do with Yeah, completely it. its own. Oh, wow. So, That's cool. The trailer, I got to admit, it is just a teaser trailer, but I was a little underwhelmed by it. 
Really? Okay. Until okay. the end when, you know, the Green Goblin Ball and Doc Ock showed up. That was interesting. Yeah, that kind of was a little bit, you know, like, wow. Uh, I guess my... Uh, I'm not really that impressed with these spy- these new Spider-Man movies. Uh, Far from Home. Uh, no, I'm sorry. What was the first movie? Homecoming. Homecoming. I thought. Well, I I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. I did enjoy it. Michael Keaton was great in it as the Vulture. Uh, yeah. but it's maybe too small scale. I mean, that's obviously what Marvel and Sony wanted to go with was a smaller scale movie. Uh, but I still enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting story. Uh, but nothing that I would that I think it's worth rewatching, or if there's like a memorable scene that I could even talk about or think of. And the second movie, which I believe was called Far, Far From Home, Home. Uh, I actually forgot all about that movie, and I couldn't even remember what it was about or who the main villain was. Because that's how forgettable it was to me. Uh, So the third, this trailer that I saw, I think it's just interesting maybe because, just because it's finally going to introduce the multiverse, uh, which is something I think Marvel made a mistake. They should have worked on a lot faster. Should have got on that way sooner than they did, and now they're kind of playing catch-up with Sony now. They really couldn't because in the 80s and 90s, Marvel Comics was going out of business. Right. So they started selling off the rights to everything. Um, Google yeah. this. It's James Cameron's Spider-Man script. He was okay. going to do a Spider-Man movie in the 90s. Right. Um, if you yeah. ever watched the show Entourage. Yeah. You know the whole thing about him doing Aquaman? Yeah. It's kind of oh, a really? joke about him almost doing Spider-Man in the 90s. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he pitched it to uh, Stan Lee. I believe, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a... I, I saw a documentary on that. It was pretty good. So, uh, and I remember, um, Danny, you liked the trailer. Were you saying that you liked it a lot earlier? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was like really good. You know, I enjoy the the newer Spider Man. Uh, I think the the kid that plays the part is really good. Uh, I think it's it's just a, a a really good film. Have you guys watched anything with Tom Holland in it besides the Spider Man? Nope. I Eric? I'm trying to think what else I've I seen mean, him. The Avenger movies, and that was. About Did it. anybody see uh, Cherry on Apple TV? Not no. yet. Uh, you guys, but you guys heard about it, where he plays a drug, uh, a soldier with PTSD, uh, yeah, yeah. struggling with a drug addiction, no. and he's robbing banks. Oh wow! I gotta check that out. Okay, I watched uh, a little I'm bit. watching this movie last night with my uh, with Ashley. And I thought I was watching a child with a fake mustache. <laughs> really? It's, he's a good oh. actor, but he just cannot, you cannot take him convincingly because he just looks like a child. Yeah. It's, 
I can't believe that this guy is a hardened ex-veteran with PTSD struggling with drug, a drug addiction. Because you're just like, you look like a child, come here, let me get you a candy bar. Yeah, one of the big problems I have is he was cast in the Uncharted movie, and that's one of my favorite video game franchises as the character Nathan Drake who's like this Indiana Jones ladies' man. Mm-hmm. And they've got, mm-hmm. you know, this little kid playing him. They're going with a younger version of Nathan Drake, but... Yeah, I guess it's the origin story, right? Yeah, it's like in the second game or the third game. Yeah, the third game, they show a little bit of Nate's backstory. But okay. that's other stuff, so... What do you guys have? I know you've been working on your treatment for boat movies. Who wants to go first? Uh, Danny, you want to do, uh, what was it called? Uh, Murder High? Yeah, I guess we could start there. All right, go ahead. What I'm figuring is, what if there was two lunch ladies? Oh. Okay. One lunch lady, of course, is the nice one, you know, kind of our hero. But the second lunch lady is the evil lunch lady who hates kids, thinks all kids are bratty, they're all bastards, she hates them all, she thinks they're all making fun of her, which probably a few were, you know. So she decides on one of, on the prom night, you know, to poison them. You know, with the food. So the other lunch lady, you know, the one we call, I'm going to call her Doris for now, the good one. Okay. Finds out, tries to stop her, you know, but somehow her, the other lunch lady frames her for this. So she goes to jail, you understand, and dies in jail. And then this other one, wind up putting the food in the the poison in the food and the kid a lot of kids died and that's why they postponed having the prom for so long i figured like that would be one of the big reasons why they would not want to have a prom for 10 years or 15 years something like that into this tragedy is like forgotten about or you know uh, people start to stop grieving and stuff like that and then that's where all these killings start happening the day before the the prom comes back okay you know what's the killer's motivation and why is he going if it was only the lunch lady why is he going where the sun of the good lunch lady comes in because he feels like he's got to revenge his mother. You know, because she tried to save the kids. She went to jail. Uh, she died. You know, he didn't... He, all he had was his mother. And, like, he had to grow up alone and get his education and all of that to become a teacher. And it kind of, like, just... He wants to avenge her, you know, so he feels like he's got to take it up as become her where he dresses up as a lunch lady. And then just rack and then just like 
starts killing these kids. Having him dressed as the lunch lady would make people laugh. What if he was well, like no, no, a, you a, don't know it's him. Oh, okay, okay. You're gonna, okay. You're gonna think it's a supernatural. Oh, okay. It's the okay, ghost okay. of the okay. lunch lady. But you see, this is where I I want to start the movie off. Is our hero, who's probably named Samantha, but everybody calls her Sam for okay. short. You know, she wakes up. She goes downstairs, gets dressed. She gets a piece of toast. Her mother's making breakfast. Her mother's like, no, 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 you got to eat. And she's like, no, 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 me and my friends, we'll just get some McDonald's and we'll go to school. So she runs out the door. Her father's on the phone, but she can't hear who he's talking to. You just see the back of him, you know. So she runs out the door, gets in the car. They're all in class waiting for the teacher. They're laughing. They're joking. They're passing notes. Those kids do you know, in school. And then all of a sudden she gets this really, really eerie feeling, you know, but all the kids are still doing their thing. They're talking, they're doing, but she just stops and she's looking at, you know how some of these doors have like windows. Yeah. Okay. So like, she just keeps looking at this door and she has a really eerie feeling. You could see like, she's kind of scared in her face so the next thing you see is like a whole arm with a with a, 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 a yellow glove on you know, like the lunch ladies wear those big yellow gloves yeah. and then you just see smashing through that window part of the door a head and it goes right onto the teacher's desk and all the blood pretty much splatters on her on the samantha girl Okay. So she starts screaming. The next thing you know, you hear, er, 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 it's an alarm. She gets up, okay. she hits it. She was dreaming. Okay. She takes like a second. That. She gathers her nerves, jumps in the shower, gets dressed, goes downstairs, grabs a piece of toast. So it's exactly like her Same. dream. So then she gets into class and she's talking, and then she's like, wait a minute. You know, and she starts looking at the door. She's got that eerie feeling. But then when the door opens, it's just a teacher coming in. Okay. You know. I like then, the opening. I like the opening a lot. So that's the opening of this movie. You know, and then, of course, then you see them at lunch. They're talking about the prom. They're all excited. You know, you got her friend who's like the super sexual slutty girl, you know, and like all the guys are like flirting with her, but she's got a boyfriend, you know, so like, you know, she's going to be the first broad to die, Yeah. you know, so, you know, and then like the rest of the friends, they're talking, they're doing, you know, and I figured that's our beginning, so... And then, like, in the middle, when the prom does go on, well, what I want to explain to you is when the father is on the phone, his brother, the father's brother, is the principal of the school. Okay. And the, her father used to be the bully when he went to school. Okay. But now he's the town preacher. 
Wow. Okay. So like he's his brother's telling him, you know, like there was another suicide at school. And he's like, I don't know what's with these kids. Why they're all killing themselves. Does it have to be at the school? Because if it's at the school, they're shutting that school down. Well, that's why. And then the brother is like yelling at him saying, "Is is it a suicide or is it a murder? And he's like, you can't do that. You got to shut that school down, you know, and the, and the, the motive for the, the brother, who's the principal, is he just wants to end the school year and retire. He does not want it to go down as the principal that had these three, four murders, you know, yeah. so he's just covering it up like it's a suicide, you know, so he figures like just close the school for a few days let the kids go to counseling and just finish the school okay. year. And he's out of there. He's the, he's going to retire and go to Florida, you know, okay. but the brother knows something's not right. And he's trying to tell his brother, you can't do this to shut the school down because there's going to be more, you know, more murders. Things yeah. are going to happen. And he's like, no, no, no. Let me just finish out this year and we're done. So, um, um, all right, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me, let me know if you guys anything you want to hear. That. Did you want to add, or you want to hear my treatment, or you want to add to Danny's? I just want to work with Danny for a minute. Um, it's the whole thing of is the body found in the school? I'm gonna say maybe one, so that because, way, um, you could say like one kid is missing. Okay, you, you can know, do so one. that way you can't make it look like well three murders. You know that why is this freaking school shut down? You know, so you could say like one or two kids that went missing, but one kid is dead, but they're blaming it on more of a suicide. You know, because you could say like um, he could was thrown through a window. Could it be an accident at the school? Because. Even if mm-hmm. it's just a suicide at the school, that school's getting shut down and nothing's so, going on in it. So you're saying, like, make one of them look like it was a, an accident. An accident, yeah. So that's what he's uh, he's covering it up as, as an accident. Yeah, he's covering it up as an accident because one dead body, that school Crap. is a crime scene and it's completely shut down. But okay. if it's an accident, that's a tragedy that happened at the school. And right. there's, like, you know, memorial services, things like that. So if you can go about it as it was like an athlete, like a gymnast yeah. or something. Yeah, like, because that would be like the slutty girl's boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like he was the football player. And you know, the, the basketball the, player. The, the prom is going to be dedicated. And a prom is going to be dedicated in his memory. Exactly. Something like right. that. That's good. That's really, that's kind of cool. Because if it's like there was a murder at the school, because you're going good. I like the opening a lot. I like that. Would you go as far as like at school, the same exact conversation is going on that happened in her dream? And that's when she's like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, like she gets that eerie feeling again. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like in the dream, she was a little more getting into it. And so, and then like in reality, she's like, oh my, like deja vu. 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, like this is so creepy. You know, stuff like that. The same conversation. The same. Yeah. Exactly how she dreamed. Where the first one to sit down with her is her girlfriend. That's what happens. You know, and then like the boys, you know, come into it like they're boyfriends and stuff, and they start picking off their lunch and start joking with them and eating with yeah. them and stuff like that. So yeah, that would be pretty cool. I like that. Um, what the dad being the preacher, is he like really repentive or is he like the preacher, like a fake, if, if that makes sense? No, I wanted him to be like, he knows he did a lot of bad things. And like now he's a very good preacher. Oh, okay. You know? So he's truly repentive because there was he's true. Yeah. Because there's a lot of ways you could have gone with that, but I like the one you're choosing with him being truly repentive. That's good. And I like that you're willing to change stuff so the story will make sense. Because mm -hmm. again, if you remember in Scream, when Sydney gets attacked in school, school shut down, you know, all of that. So that's good. No, I like the opening a whole, whole lot. I can see it already in my mind. I like that. Yeah. And you've got a, it's going down a good road. I like it. Yeah, I, I just I can't. This came to me actually about three o'clock in the morning. I was dead asleep. Okay. And it and just popped like, in your head? It just popped. Like I seen it. I seen my dream like the movie. Wow. You know, like wow. I could actually see this playing, you know? So I was like, damn, this is good. So it is. Yeah, especially with the head, like the opening scene with the head going through the window. That's, but like one of know, the, that's like a great jump scare, you know, something. When the, really when the prom comes, you know, they're dancing, they're having fun. The only one who's like eerie is, you know, this girl Samantha. And I'm figuring like everything is going good, but she's like looking out for her friends. She's like noticing three of them are not there. Wow. So the next thing you know, like everybody's slow dancing, you know, and she's talking to her boyfriend about, you know, are they going to stay boyfriend and girlfriend when they go to college? You know, what's going to okay. happen? You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, baby, everything's going to be good. You're going to yeah. go to so-and-so state and I'm going to go to so-and-so state and it's not yeah. that far. So, like, they're talking, they're getting into it. You know, he's trying to grope her. You know how guys, teenage guys do. Yeah. You know, he's trying to make a move. And right about then, everybody starts screaming because, like, you see three heads just roll right to her feet. Okay. And those are her three other friends. Wow. There's are blood all everywhere. The Kids are screaming, you know. Are all the screens off camera, or do we get to see some of the kills? Uh, I think it would be kind of more creepy not to really see them and just see the mm. off camera. And then I was thinking, like, in one, like, they're in the, there's these kids, you know, thinking they could conjure evil. So, like, okay. they're trying to conjure the spirit of the uh, lunch lady. But they're talking about the real one, the one that wanted to kill the kids. Yeah. So, you know, all these, there's like three or four of them, and three of them walk away, and one guy's still there. And, like, 
you know those kids that are like in the magic and bull like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to make like an enchantment on the floor. You know, he's drawing stuff. Okay. So the lunch lady comes, and I think it would be cool, like if she shoves like a uh, a corn dog in his eye. Okay. Are all the deaths gonna be food related? I think that would be a good idea. Um, again, people are gonna laugh at that. Right. It's gonna be a what little. If, but what if you, that's what you're kind of going for? What if you're going for that, uh, like Roger Corman-ish uh, horror film? You know. Yeah, but not too much. You know, I want to be a little corny, but not over the top. I think at top. least one kill could be food related. But a big thing is you're going to have to show some of the kills because for a slasher movie, that's, that's what, what people, people are going in for. Yeah. Like we have, well, I have a podcast where we review like late nineties and early two thousand slashers. And one of the things that we've always complained about is when there's too many off camera kills. Now mm. the three heads rolling in, that's a good off-camera kill. Because that's right. creepy. You know, where are they then? Boom, they're dead. But the bulk of your kills would need to be on camera in order because okay. audiences will walk out. Like, what's one of your favorite film genres? Oh, I love Puppet Master. Uh, you know, I think that even though that's super corny, but I, I love those. No, but think like a genre. Like, um, okay, well, John Green, you know. Okay, well, let's think about this. Like kung fu movies. Okay. Let's talk about John Wick. We have we all seen those? Yeah, yeah. Mm, no. Or just think of any action movie. Imagine, okay. you know, you're getting ready. They die to hard, the, right? You're getting ready to see the two guys fight, but then it cuts to the end, and the the good guys won. You know, it's like wait. I, I paid to see action. Or if, like, in the Avenger, in Endgame, mm -hmm. if, you know, right when, instead of seeing all the heroes come back in that cool scene, it just cuts to Tony Stark doing I Am Iron Man, and we see all the heroes in the back. It's like, okay. well, you know, we wanted to see the fun stuff. Off-camera kills are can be good, but if you're going for this over-the-top fun kind of slasher, you need to have on-screen kills. You need to have a couple of good on-screen kills. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like what um, mine, Pillsborough Road, I can't give away too much, but there are a few off-camera kills to set the mood. But then after that, we go full-on. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else anybody want to add to it? Or anything all else? Right. To say? Uh, all right, so me and Danny, I guess, got we got two different ideas for uh, Murder High. Uh, it's pretty pretty similar. Maybe my motive, my killer and my motives are a little bit more different. Okay? <laughs> uh, I'll just, you want me to just go ahead and just shoot it to you real fast? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, also, uh, our lead character is a character named, you could say her name is Samantha. Uh, for some reason, I'm envisioning her as Spanish descent. 
she is a kind of a reserved, quiet person because she has a a dark secret about her past. Okay. Okay. So, but she's going out with the most popular guy in school. This is the first year that prom will be reinstated in the past 10 years. Uh, and he's a shoe-in for prom, queen, uh, prom king, and that means she'll definitely be the prom queen, right? Yeah. So she, this is going to be a night of fun and excitement for her where she could just not think about her past for one night. But what she doesn't realize is everything is going to come and get everything is going to be a just everything's going to happen prom night. Okay. So the reason why there hasn't been a school, uh, a prom in 10 years is because 10 years ago at the last prom, some kids were caught drinking. The lunch lady who was kind of overseeing everything caught them and squealed them to the principal. The principal told them that, you know, they were going to be uh, uh, kicked out of the prom or maybe they were just going to have detention when summer, when the school starts again, something like that. They get into a mild, a mild little bit of trouble. So they decide to start a little prank on her. Nothing too serious. Maybe they're just waxing the floors or putting soap on the floors so she could slip or something like that. Nothing too serious. They just want to get back at her. Well, what they don't realize is one of the kids that was there that night snaps and he turns on the deep fryers. And when she comes into the room, he pushes her. Uh, and remember the floors are already slippery. So he kind of pushes her, nudges her where she falls into the deep fryers and she dies that night. After that prom was canceled for the past 10 years. And they just, just now decided to bring it back. The catcher is the Samantha, our, you know, lead girl, our final girl, is that was her brother that killed the lunch lady. Does it have to be brother? Like, how how far apart are they in age? Uh, I would say he was probably, you know, a teenager when this happened, and this is 10 years later, you know, something like that. Or you could even say maybe just five years later, uh, if it makes any more sense that way. Well, because once you're done, I think I'm I'm going to have you guys work on this. But I think I could there might be a way to bring your two scripts together into one story. All right. But let but, me hear yours a little bit more. OK, so basically in my story treatment, there is no nothing. There is no murders going on. The murders don't start until happening until prom night, and then the school basically gets shut down. Uh, not shut down, but basically is in on some kind of lockdown that the lunch lady caused where nobody could escape out of the school that night. Now, is and it supernatural or is it a guy? It's You think it's supernatural, but it turns out it was just a guy. Who's the There's guy? Still, well, let me let me explain first and then you'll okay. see so now we have like we were talking about the first time there's a popular there's a popular teacher and maybe when all of this is happening with the lockdown and everything like that and he's trying to lead the kids out of there heroically 
he's going to be like one of the first murders that we're going to see in the movie. Uh, you basically see him. He's trying to lead the kids out of there. He's confronted by the lunch lady, and you see him getting brutally murdered, right? Okay. Uh, what happens kind of toward our third act is Samantha's brother, who's been institutionalized for these past five or ten years, escapes and makes and makes himself into the uh, into the school. Uh, basically, this is going to lead because you know he finds a way in. This is going to be the way the kids are able to escape. So that's kind of also what the motive for Samantha's brother being in here. Samantha's brother also reveals the truth of everything. That he didn't kill the lunch lady. That it was actually the uh, school principal who did this because he, him and her were having an affair. Okay. And she was maybe with child. And he's obviously a married man, a respected member of the community. Yeah. He didn't want his reputation to be destroyed. So he basically murdered it, murdered her and then blamed it on him, planted it, the murder okay. on this you know, unfortunate boy. The other thing he knows, the mystery is, is lunch lady had a son who was in the institute, who was in, who was institutionalized. Okay. And he uh was basically what you find out is he was being uh you know mentally abused in this mental institution physically mentally uh i don't know if you want to go sexually i don't know if you want to go that far so let's just say mentally, mentally or physically just say physically abused the lunch lady knew she visited her son every day and she knew something was wrong. And she was going to pull him out of the place. She was just getting the paper. She was getting a lawyer. She was getting paperwork, stuff like that. She was planning on getting him out of there. With her being murdered, he got stuck in there. Why was he in there in the first place? I, I really would I don't know how far you... I don't know really why. Maybe he's just... He was... Uh, schizo maybe he had schizophrenia or something like that okay. and I'm just thinking that basically this is his motive and it turns out that he was the teacher the popular teacher and he basically okay. staged all of this to basically get his revenge on this on the school on the principal on Samantha because that's also you know the person that he thinks that killed his mother or something like that so that's why maybe she's being picked on more than the other kids. And that's going to be like our final battle, basically. And that's it. See, each of you have really good concepts. Now, I think I found a way to merge them. And if you want to tell me no, fine. It's your guy's story. So no, what we're gonna, let's try to do this. We're going to keep... Now, the one thing what you said about both guys happening to be in the same institution, that's called double mumbo-jumbo. Like, okay. we'll believe certain fantastical things, like going back to the first Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Okay, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, I'll buy that 
the night Peter Parker's uncle died, spoiler warning, <laughs> Uncle Ben dies, Peter right. decides to become Spider-Man. What was hard for me to believe was that just so happened that night on the other side of town, Norman Oswell decides to become the Green Goblin. It's like a little... Yeah, a little too. So let's try doing this. Let's keep the prank happening. We'll make it that the let's say that the lunch lady is a good lunch lady, a good person. But there are these bratty kids. You know, she's got a husband and a family. There are these bratty kids who get caught smoking pot or something in the late 80s or mid 90s so that way it can be set nowadays right the kids decide because of that they're not allowed to go to prom they're suspended they decide to get back at her i like the frying thing i like that a lot that's a good opening death yeah yeah but then we cut to so many years later this girl named samantha sammy wakes up she has that beginning you talked about that I really liked. We yeah. keep her dad as the preacher of the town. Kids haven't started dying yet. We're going to wait to build that as the anniversary comes. One yes. of the teachers goes missing, and this new substitute teacher comes in, who's this really cool, hip English teacher that all the kids dig. He's just this fun guy. We keep the thing at the, you know, the deaths start happening leading up to the, because usually in these movies, there's a, the quote, Randy, there's a pattern. There's the, right, all, right. the beginning kills. And then there's the night when all the deaths happen, like in Scream. So you have some of the kills at a house at one of the places the kids work. Then when it gets to the prom, that's when we see the three heads rolling. You know, the cool teacher that's there, you know, everybody's going crazy. He gets the final remaining kids. He's going to rescue them. But instead of them dying, he pulls them into a room where they're going to be safe. And then you know why there hasn't been a prom here in so many years. You see... Ten years later, these five little motherfuckers decided they didn't like these these kids. They always got what they wanted. But finally, someone stood up to them. And you know what she got for that? She got thrown in a deep fryer. But you mm. see, what these bastards didn't know was that that a fat, ugly lunch lady they had, they hated had a family and mm. what they didn't know is that her husband was a drunk bastard and every time he saw his son he saw his mother he's slowly getting more and more crazy so mm. the son's life was a complete hell and then you know he would reveal that he isn't the teacher he killed the teacher and took over so now he's got the kids stuck in this place. In the, let's say, like the, the lunchroom. The cafeteria or the something. Cafeteria, the cafeteria right. where it all happened. He planned all of it. So you see, again, if you hate it, tell me that. But I think by combining these, 
you know, with your thing. And, you know, one girl's dad, who's the preacher, is the one who pushed her in. And he's changed after all of this. He's like, my God, I've done something horrible. I need to get my life right. And since then, you know, he's been a truly repentive guy. And then he could, or then he could be the one who figures out who the guy is. Yeah, like he comes to the school, but it's all locked down. Yeah. Can't get in. Yeah, I think that's like, you could say like he's the one that you know is able to find a way in, and that's how our kids you know are able to escape. Like he'll probably die at the end, but I could see like it's because of him the kids would never have survived. Yeah. So I think you again you can take both of the things you guys have. Yeah, because like there, there would be a creepy scene where the daughter has to go in her father's pocket. To get the keys. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's you know, good. She's like crying, that. but she can't cry out because the guy will hear her. Yeah. So, like, she's over literally her father's dead body, and she's got to go in his pocket and get the keys out of his pocket. So yeah. They get in his car and get out of there. Now, how many of them make it? How many of them do you think make well, it of our final kids? Does the well, boyfriend here's, here's, make it? Yes, but here's the best scene, the last. All right. Uh, tell me if this isn't creepy or gory enough. So, like, okay, at the very end of the movie, her boyfriend tells her, my parents are going out of town. Why don't you come over? We'll watch a movie. We could relax. We could be in my big bed, whatever. So yeah. she's like, yeah, that sounds good. I want to come over and watch a movie. So she's really not into, you know, like being a slut or giving it up. Yeah. She just wants to be his boy, her girl, uh, you know, with him, but she's not ready to go all the way. Yeah. So he's kind of forcing that issue, you know, him being a typical teenage mm-hmm. red blood American boy. So she comes over to his house. Her, he's, you know, they're fooling around, they're kissing and all. And she just keeps saying, stop, stop. I want to watch the movie. So she says, pause the movie. I'm going to go make us some popcorn. So he does, but he's real frustrated, you know. So she goes downstairs. She's making the popcorn. She's making butter to put on it. She's getting the sodas. And then, like, you see the lights go off in the bedroom. And he's like, is that you, Sam? And you hear, shh. And, like, he's like, oh, baby, you're getting into it. Yeah. So like you see like somebody go under the covers and he's like, oh yeah, that feels good. That feels good. And then next thing he's like, wait, wait. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then you just hear him screaming, you know? So then she comes back and says, what's wrong? Are you all right? You know? And she's like, oh, you're giving me the silent treatment. Cause she can't see none because the lights yeah. are off. Yeah. So she gets in bed and she's like, wait, why is it all wet? You know, and then she gets up, she pulls the covers back, and the guy, the lunch lady, whatever, got in there, cut his privacy off, and he bled to death. And now she's screaming, freaking out, and that's how the movie ends. I like it, but can we tone some stuff down? 
because they just got out of this big tragedy. They're both going to be changed. So if he's being calm and comforting to her, we're yeah. going to feel bad when he dies. So she's like, I got to go get something, you know, use the bathroom. Because mm-hmm. now, maybe through the whole movie, he has been trying to force himself on her. But yeah. now, after well, all of this, we're going to feel, it's like, it's still well, an over-the-top. Can, can I make a suggestion real fast? Yeah. I would say, like, what if you did something like this? Like, put that scene not at the end of the movie, but more like in the middle, where, and it doesn't have to be our lead girl or our lead guy. It could just be like you, we were talking about the slutty boyfriend and the slutty guy. And they're like, oh, let's sneak off because they don't think they're in danger yet. They just think the school, something's at schools in lockdown. Well, that's your like, opening sneak off. kill. Yeah. That could be like your first kill, you know, and that's like, and they're like, let's sneak off and stuff like that. And like the girl's like, uh, oh, give me one second. And they get separated for a second. And then that, then you do something like that. He's like, oh, baby, you're really frisky tonight. And then, you know, it was obviously the lunch lady and all of that craziness assures after that. You can still have the boyfriend dying at the end because that's oh, yeah. always fun. But that's too good of a kill to keep for the end. You want to open with something like that because that's telling the audience, yeah, we're going on to some weird places with this movie. Crazy. Yeah, cra- crazy over the blown uh, deaths, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, that would be the first real murder. Movie, movie would oh, kind of like with Scream, you know, the movie would open with them. Make it so that again we think this is the main girl. Oh, have them going around, then maybe you know, maybe both of them die or just the guy dies. I think both. So it's always cool to kill the couple well, at the start. Let's say they both died and they're the two people missing. See, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, and they're like the rest of the kids know them but they're not really part of their clique you know, they're say part like of they're the other clique the other clique you, you would say like see. they're a few, maybe a year or two older so they're in another grade yes you know so like they're all talking about it and they're like well maybe they just ran they eloped maybe they went to Florida maybe they went to Vegas yeah. you know so everybody just thinks well they were boyfriend and girlfriend you know, so maybe they just ran away for the weekend or something. They skipped town. You know, they did. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like. Yeah. Are you guys? Would are you guys happy with something like that? Yeah, I think that'd be. Yeah, yeah I think that, that would make sense. Good, yeah. You know, that would make sense. And then, like everybody's talking about it, you know, and everybody's got their own uh, version. They're dead. They ran away. Um, oh yeah, uh, that, that's the, all the gossip everybody's talking about. All the to gossip, the right? And like, film. and like one of the scenes where Sydney's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Samantha. Samantha, Samantha sits down with her friend at the cafeteria. That's what they're talking about, you know. And then they go on talking about the prom. So. Now, would you go at it with Samantha? Maybe she was late. And didn't hear what was going on yet, or does she know right away? What do you guys think? 
No, I think it would be better, like, everybody knows except her. You know, like, mm-hmm. she's, like, one of those that were just doing her own thing. She was busy with homework or, yeah. you know, and, like, she didn't hear what was going on, you know. And then, like, when her friends pick her up, you know, they're saying, did you hear about Kathy and yeah, yeah. Jacob or whatever? And, like, she's like, what? You know, like, she doesn't, she didn't hear it. So, that, and then, like, when they go to the cafeteria, because they go into the school, you know, uh, and then I guess when they see each other again at recess or whatever, lunch, whatever you call it. Yeah, high school, you don't do recess. <laughs> right, whatever, yeah. lunch, whatever. And they all go and they're talking about it right then and there. That's kind of like the scene from from Scream where they're all talking about horror movies at the water yeah. fountain. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. So kind of like that. Yeah, you see, because again, that's what you call an ar- a story archetype. Those mm-hmm. are things that have when they're not in a movie, it's like, wait, why isn't that there? Right. You know, like, um, what do Wonder Woman, Spider Man, Superman, Batman all have in common? They're all they're all orphans. Oh, yeah, you know, so there's right. certain things mm-hmm. like what else? Okay, and then here's the other another thing how all stories are pretty much the same. It's just a little bit of difference you put to it. Right. Um, there's a kid who lives on a farm. One day they go on this amazing adventure in this world they never knew before. And they meet these different people along the way and find out they had the power in them all along. What movie did I just describe? Was that, wasn't that uh, Shazam? No, it was Wizard of Oz and Star Wars. Farm kids. Right, right, right. Great adventure, meet strange people, find out Dorothy had the power to go home anytime she wanted. Luke finds out he had the force the whole time. So when you take something from a movie and twist it enough to make it your own, it becomes your own. You're just following right. the thing, like making a cheeseburger. Every cheeseburger is pretty much the same thing. Meat, mm. cheese, and, you know, bread. It's just what you do different, like what... The seasoning. The seasoning, all of that. So when you guys would be doing this, you're taking what we want and, you know, expect, but you're putting your own twist on it. Like, your instead own flavor. of... Instead of them talking about horror movies, they're just talking about, about the deaths. You know, the they're not the, referencing the things. The missing. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But that's again, pretty cool. Yeah, I do think you guys have something here, and what works is, again, it works as anything. It would work as a graphic novel. It would work as a movie. Because it's a story we all know and love. Right. I, I think so. I, th- I could see this as a, a B movie. You know. And those are the best movies. To me. Yeah. It you has know? B movie feel. But an A movie story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, just. But the. Uh, so the. 
it's revealed from the beginning who the killer is. It's the teacher, right? No, you can't reveal no, that until the end. Exactly. Like he was saying, you know, you got to have a, a scene where the killer just like breaks down and explains his, his okay. motive. So, so I see what you're saying. You're saying like maybe the kids are separated from the rest of the facility. And then it's like, okay, finally, the good teacher, the good substitute finds the kids and he's like, come on, kids, I'll lead you to rescue. Anthony, I gave an award winning performance a few minutes ago yeah. describing how that scene goes. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying now. I see what you're saying. I thought you were uh, like leading that. I thought you were putting that like at the beginning of the movie, like no, something's no, really no, bad. No. And he's like, come on, kids, let's get out of here. I'll show you how to get out of here. No, you got to have that. That's how you yeah, end up. Yeah, you got to have that buildup. You know, even like mm -hmm. if in the audience, some people are like, oh, shit, I bet it's that teacher. But you need to see what the motive is. What's his problem? Yeah. Why is he insane? You know, why is he doing this? You know, so like maybe halfway through the movie, some people might even say, oh, yeah, I bet it's that guy. You know, because yeah, he's too yeah. calm and cool, collective, everybody likes him, you know, but you still want to watch to see why, you know, what yeah. made him do this. Exactly. What you guys need to work on next, if you're going to go this route that we talked about tonight, you need to make what's called red herrings in the movie. A red herring is someone that you think is the killer but isn't the killer. Right. Like we talked before about a janitor. Maybe you can work in that the janitor went to school with her at the same time. Okay. Well, I was thinking, like, that's a good idea, but I was thinking, like, throw a couple of red herrings at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, like definitely. Like, you could say there's a bitchy teacher, a woman... That nobody really likes. She's like really tough on the kids, you know, and she like a, just a mega bitch. You know, everybody has that teacher that's kind of like that. Yeah. You know, so you could say it might be her or it might be this crazy old janitor that's always alone and kids hear him talking to himself. You oh, know, yeah, he's he like from Eastern Europe or something. Mm -hmm. You need as many as possible, at least. Three and right. two well, of them should die. Exactly. Would uh, would Samantha's father, uh, the past the pastor, also be a red herring too? Oh, well, you could also see like there's a scene like she goes to his church and she uh -huh. finds like a bloody um, uh, what is that like bloody napkins or something on the floor? You know, yeah. But, she thinks it was blood, but like maybe he was a staining something red, you know, yeah. and like she sees like his hands are red, you know, and she kind of gets creeped out. But you could say like he was a staining, you know, the pews or whatever. Yeah. Like you could also have a thing. She's going through the yearbooks at school to try to figure it out and. You know, my dad went to this, was in the same, was at school the time she was there. Right. And find out that he got expelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then that way you would also say, oh, wow, I bet it's this, this guy must be psycho. 
know. Yeah, and also you we should say that if that's the case, then Samantha should come from, and I guess her father, of course, means that they come from like a privilege. They come from wealth. Because yeah. how else would he be able to get away with kind of accidentally killing somebody and then being, you know, a respected member of the community afterwards? Exactly. It was something that, yeah. Something that it was like kind of not kind of well, covered you could, up. You, you could say it. like she figures it out and she's like, Dad, how come you, you went to another school in the middle of the school year? Oh, yeah. You know, you could say like the his father had his record expunged, yeah. moved him to another school at the other side of town, and that's how he finished his education. You right. know, and then that's where he went to school to become a pastor. It's like, Dad, if you're from Trademark, why did you graduate from Jefferson? Exactly. Right. Something perfect. like that. Perfect. Yeah. So that kind of like perfect. throws the scent a little bit on the father. Yeah. But then you find out it wasn't him, and then he was the hero, and she had to go over his dead body to get the keys. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good scene. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's really good, actually. Yeah. That's hard. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool, actually. Cool. Is there anything else you guys wanted to go over, or do you um, think you do you think you're there kind there... of on the same track now with something? I think we're yeah, on the same so. track. I like what we, sh you know, what we dished out tonight. Uh, is there any other like murder scenes that we got so far? You guys haven't and talked about that yet, but what you need to do before you, now that we have the basic of the basic story, what you guys need to do now is fill in the characters. Yeah. Right. You have we'll to get a little more dialogue are, going. Not I don't even go to dialogue yet. You need to figure out who the characters are. Think okay. more about Samantha and her friends. If she's the preacher's daughter, that's usually a goody two-shoes kind of kid or a wild 100%. one. What is she? Is she the wild one? Is she a goody two-shoes? Well, if I have to, I would say both. I would say she pretends I to would, be a goody yeah, two-shoes in person. But in the middle. Like, you know, she's more in the middle. Like, she's not bad, but she's not good. You know, she has drank before, but she hasn't had full sexual relation. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you could say, like, she gave her boyfriend uh, a handy. Yeah. You know, yeah. but she didn't go any further than that. See, I think if we want... See, that does change the trope a little bit, and that's good. I like that. That you're changing her from being just pure and innocent to teetering on both ends. And that's a big thing she struggles with. Yeah. Is she, she a good girl? Both. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So what I would say is uh, we'll, we'll keep this going till we have something more. I think for next week, you guys should work on the characters. Okay. Not okay. just her. Her friends. The dad, um, is there a mom and the teacher, like okay. his backstory, like, you know, and all of that stuff, because once you get all of that, then you can start thinking about the story and then the kills will follow. Well, I, I guess another question I have for you guys is we were just saying, like, is, who's going to survive at the end? 
I would say that Samantha is the last survivor, or do you guys see going anywhere else? Oh, and she has to be the final one. Right. But she it's who to. else you got. You guys have to figure out who else. Like, again, anytime you guys think I'm overstepping my boundaries, tell me. I just really like the story and want to help you guys yeah, tell yeah. your most perfect version of the story. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm thinking, guys, is a few characters got to make it. Because, God forbid, if we get a sequel... Yeah, you know, uh, they they die in the next installments. You know, so I would say two or three need two to survive. Two or three, maybe four of them out of six make uh, it. Okay, but you you're know. gonna also have to fill it up with random killings too, like right, random yeah. students that yeah, get a good body. Like the the principal is gonna be murdered. Yeah, uh, you're gonna see the principal get murdered. You're gonna see the father get murdered. You're it gonna see the teams. janitor, like you were talking about, uh, one it of the other residents. It's gotta be you some gotta teams. The, the, the kids, you know, like I was saying, where they're thinking they're conjuring her up and stuff, and like she kills them. Uh, or are we going the? Do you guys want to go the supernatural route, or it's just the son coming back for revenge? No, I want to go the way we're doing it. Thinking it's supernatural. Okay, okay. You know, I like, like that. you okay. said, and at the end, the teacher like reveals his motives. You know, so I think that's the best way to go. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, okay yeah, that so would be pretty, that would be a pretty great murder scene. Like, you know, these a bunch of uh, teens just sitting in a in a circle trying to conjure up an evil spirit. And then, you know, the lunch lady comes with, like, an axe or something and just starts chopping everybody up. I like uh, that. How about, yeah. like, um, you hear, um, what is that thing called? A saw? No, not a saw. Like a, like a chainsaw or a something? A chainsaw, oh. yeah. And, like, she just cuts all their heads off. That'd be cool. And you just see, okay. like, four heads roll, you know what I'm saying, on the floor. Yeah, I like um, that. I was thinking something like a giant blender. Uh, and, you know, maybe you see her, like, push the, uh, the kids off of the giant into a giant blender. Uh, me and Danny actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And Danny said, I thought it was pretty funny. And it would be like you could even put that line in there. You would be like, why does the school have such... <laughs> why does the school have such uh, deadly... Uh, you know, uh, kitchen uh, stuff in there. Because it's okay, a little preposterous yeah. to see a gigantic blender. Yeah. But, I, you know, maybe I you could make it work. I don't know. The Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. That's, that's 100% where my mind went, yes. Oh, okay. No, that would be ridiculous is to have a... Well, I mean, you could uh, you could really do. Blender. I mean, I imagine there is some kind of like chopping well, stuff out of school, so maybe it, there is like a. Schools have the swimming uh, pool, and the then like, it has yeah. a cover that comes electronically and covers it. Okay. Yeah. You know, so you could say like some kids were like swimming, and she pushes that button, and they get trapped under there. 
It's not bad, but I would say like more like she gets electric. She electrocutes them because you yeah. want you know you want to see. We want really crazy over the well, over you could the. See her like plug in an extension cord to a a toaster or something. And right, throw and she it throws it in. Yeah, I, that I like. And then you see a bunch yeah. of kids get electrocuted. I like that a lot. Like a bunch of kids have snuck off from the prom. And then, you know, they're all in the pool and that's how they get killed. I like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be a pretty... That's uh, a scene nobody's really done before. Yeah. I guess something... I guess something I would think of, it's probably been done before, though, but it's like what I was saying about a kid getting ground up is maybe they have like an electric... Like a sausage thing. Where you know you put the meat and you kind of grind it, maybe she like you know uh, does something like that. She uh, you know forces one of the kids through the uh, the sausage grinder or something like that. Okay. Or you could do a scene like when they're in a cafeteria and they're running from this guy to reveal he's the lunch lady. They go to the part where she serves food, and like in one of the things. Um, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's like a cover that covers the food, and like she hits it by mistake and it opens. And you could say, like, one of her friends, she sees her face coming out of the, the loose meat. I like that. Yeah. You know, that would be like a really creepy scene. And she would. starts like screaming that. and she runs and stuff. And then she thinks she sees her father, but he's dead. You know, yeah. so her boyfriend maybe, finds uh, her. Maybe you could also do like do like a homage to Hannibal, where like her boyfriend, who's kind of a jerk, but he just he just wants to be with her, just to you know, have his way with her. Like maybe there'll be a scene where she kind of like uh, he he's captured, and she like opens up his head, and you see his brains, and she's serving that as the Ooh. the lunch special or something like that. Yeah, but that would have to be one of the other kids because, like I said, I would like to see three or four characters survive, you know, okay. to make it. But that could be the boyfriend. And he yeah, because I think like, the boyfriend should be one. Should be one of the, he should be like a real big jerk. Boyfriends usually just, don't survive these movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I would see he's a big jerk. He's only going out with her because he wants to, you know, have his way with her or yeah. something like that. All right, I can see that. And then you could say, like, another girlfriend and another guy, friend of hers, survive. So that's three original characters. Yeah. You know, that makes it to the next film, God willing. Yeah. And there you go. All right, well, I think think we did good, guys. I really like I think we did really good for this one. Next for next week, you guys need to work on your characters and get. You gotta flush out these characters. You gotta flush out the characters. Yeah. Um, I need to take care of some stuff, but I think this was a good episode. Um, everybody, please remember to hit that subscribe button and the like and hit the like button. Um, Danny, Michael, thank you so much again for coming on. I can't wait for next Wednesday. All right. Thank you, guys. Sounds good. Same here, Eric. Thank you. Bye.